Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Was it, everybody? Hey, welcome to the podcast. Good show. We've decided that we're going to live together. You have to hear the podcast to explain that. Mm-hmm. We caught yeah. up with Janice from Friends. Come on, do it. Oh, my God. Did a laugh. <laughs> that's a very good laugh. That, that's like a mixture of her and uh, SpongeBob. He had a similar <laughs> laugh. Yeah. He still does. Mm. Mm. And Nanny, Nanny Fine. Yeah, she was a little bit Fran-esque. Mm. What came first, Fran or Friends? Fran. Friends. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Did, was was that a thing at the time where people were like, oh, you're copying Fran's laugh? No, or, I don't no? think so. No. Mm. Guess there wasn't as much internet for people to complain about back then. True. It wasn't then. True. You can't really take to internet now to complain about it. People are like, don't you reckon you should have let that go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start it up. Yeah. Get a petition on. Um, so that is in there today. Big show ahead of us. Uh, also, if you're someone who is bad with confrontation, like, a, do you feel like you get walked over a little bit? Um, we speak to a lady now who can help you be more, more confrontational in a positive way. Mm. Assertive, I think they like to say, don't they? Mm. Yes. Assertive. Assert your authority! <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's a podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You know when you introduce your kid to something and you think it's a good idea at the time and then you realise that it probably wasn't a good idea... Like um, slime for you. Remember oh, that? When you were so excited that Rory was getting Oof. into slime because you're like, it's really creative. She's not on the iPad. And then it was like just buckets and B- buckets. Buckets. Yeah, she loved it. Because we when we were kids, you just bought slime. You didn't make it. You'd have to get, I know, I'd never heard of borax before. You need to get borax to put in the slime to make it actify. But that was that was a great time. We had the slime station. Um, we used to get slime out of the river. Like, oh, you know, like the green uh, stuff. On yeah, the, the algae yeah. on the top. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that was our slime. We were Cobbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't even afford slime. No. Um, but uh, we were going through, she loves to do this too, sort of cleaning out stuff. And you find like, you know, old boxes with photos or like mm. your, your high school stuff. And she loves going through all that and, and reading it. Um, but we were doing that and I found my collection of Calvin and Hobbes. I've got the entire collection of Calvin and Hobbes. And if you don't know what Calvin and Hobbes is, you guys know Calvin and Hobbes? No. It's a comic strip about a little boy, about. Rory's age, and he's got a stuffed tiger, but he sees the tiger as real, and it's his best friend, and they go on adventures and stuff. It's very philosophical and very deep. <laughs> They're the ones out of the paper, not like yeah. comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, but you, so that. you get the collections of all the ones in the paper, and it's, it's huge. Oh, you Massive. scrapbooked it? No, no, no. no, no you you right. can buy them and they put them all that together. That would have made it better if you scrapbooked <laughs> yeah, it. My, my collection. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's very philosophical, and it is a bit deep. Like I was even, I even googled should she read it at, at this age, and they said yeah, it's, it's good for them. And what they'll do is they'll read it and they'll see it as just funny stories about him and his tough tiger and then they'll read it again when they're older and they'll go, oh, there's a whole other layer of this that I, I didn't realise. And Calvin's quite, oh, he's a troublemaker. He's a he's a rascal. He's, Spirited kid. He is. Like um, when, his, um, when he gets a babysitter, much like you, you, they can't get a babysitter because mm. no one wants to look after him. Like he'll lock her in the bathroom or that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and Rory's really taken a shine to it. She's reading all of it and she's loving it, which is great. Um, but she's also, I didn't, I forgot how Calvin she is. She's already like him. So giving her that she's, as an she example. She is spirited. She is spirited. Yeah. She's also smart, which makes it hard to argue with her because, you know, I'm constantly losing arguments with, with her and she's already eight. So I'm in trouble. Well, she's, you know, what I always say to people, they're like, what's like having kids? I'm like, imagine the most annoying part of your personality mm. in a miniature human. Mm. And so when you're arguing with them, you're just arguing with yourself. Yes. <laughs> like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And one of the, the plot lines of the, um, of the comic is that he eventually, he decides that um, he needs to have an election uh, in his house to see if his parents can still remain his parents. Mm. And they have to have a campaign and they have to do... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and so he'll come into his dad. He's like, you're down in the polls, dad. Um, <laughs> after you made me eat uh, the dinner I didn't want to eat, you've slumped to an all-time low yeah. of 5%. And um, so she's been reading them. And then she comes out the other night and she goes, dad, we're going to do a job interview. And I'm like, okay, cool. And she's got a whole form and she's got like pros and cons. She wants to hire me. Uh, and she so she's and she sat me down at the table. She's at the head of the table. I'm at the other end. And she's like, "So, uh, what would you say some of your um, negatives are?" <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "I don't know. I'm lazy." That's right. Uh, I'll fill them in for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, stop writing. Mm-hmm. Stop writing. Uh, what are your What are your 
pros? What are your cons? What can you bring to the company? Like, <laughs> what, have what you sort ever of really assets? done a job interview? That would have been your first one. No, I've done a few. Okay. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, when you had to bring your resume that you yes. lied on. That's how I got the job at Subway. The um, lady was like, "So it says here you like surfing and chess and stuff." I said, "Nah, I just put that there because it sounds good. I don't like any of that stuff." She's like, "I like your honesty. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you, you're high. What were your pros? Uh, well, uh, what were my pros? Uh, eh, that was a struggle for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just so you know, if it wasn't for moi, yeah. you wouldn't exist. Yeah, true. You know, so yeah, like you've got part of my DNA. Yeah, but it was it was for a, it was for a job at, at her um, at her radio station, and then she goes, okay, and she she takes it away, and she goes, great, thanks for that. And I said, well, what did he get the job? She goes, you'll find out. <laughs> like I have got other people I need to see. Uh, you'll find out. And then twenty. 20- so sorry, Mardo's coming in here shortly, and I just. Need- <laughs> and then twenty-four hours later, I get yeah. a text from her iPad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I send it to you, Abs. I get a text from her iPad. So she made me wait twenty-four hours to get the response. And then this is what she wrote. Well, she had to go through all the applicants. Yeah. To dear Stab Davidson, me and my team hope you use your role at Avon Radio wisely. And you stop there for a sec. What's Avon? Oh, yeah, that cheeky little shit. What's Avon backwards? It's spelt... What it? Nova. No, oh, right. Is yeah. that what she did it for? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought she was just trying to... Avon lady. I was nah. like, there we go. <laughs> nah. Wisely, and your job at Rory Studios. We really uh, like your personality. You were the first person who is laid back, quiet, and elderly. <laughs> You have been booked 15 years here, but you can prove us wrong by raising the bar. But if you are an idiot, you're fired because you're just between you and me. <laughs> we have enough idiots already. <laughs> well, Love Rory, CEO of everything. Funny that, because that's exactly what the general manager said when they signed him on his last gig here. <laughs> wow. Hope it pays well. It's paying already. Yeah. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Things you can say would say in bed. Time to get ready for work. Get business minded. We get this and just clear it out. What you can say in the bedroom and another scenario today. It's at a funeral. Yes. What can you say in the bedroom and at a funeral, John from Forest Lake? <laughs> oh, he's cut out. Hey, we'll come back to you, Johnny boy. Wait right. there. Let's try Nathan from Runcorn. What can you say in the bedroom and at a funeral, Nathan? Oh, uh, what's that smell? <laughs> Yes, you can. That's embalming fluid. <laughs> is it? Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Uh, each to their own. That's Nana's perfume. <laughs> it was her favourite. Yeah. She's worn it her whole life. Uh, Hayley in Eden's Hill, what can you say in the bedroom and at a funeral? He went too soon. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so sad. Tragedy. Isn't it? Tragedy. Uh, Tragedy. Tragedy. Mm. Can happen to anyone, though, Hayley. <laughs> Can't it? <laughs> sure. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Get on board, guys. Don't be shy. 131060. We've got John back. John, what can you say in the bedroom and a funeral? Both make perfect sense. That's a deep hole. Mm. Mm. Very deep hole. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Fit two people in it. Well, they do. They do, they do go deeper they? for two. <laughs> yeah. Would you want deeper that? For two. Um, well, I see it's interesting because my mum has bought the plot beside my dad mm. and I, I only found this out not long ago and I said to mum, that's a real commitment. What if you meet another bloke, mm. you know? Well, you can go on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I chuck him in as well, yeah. all, all three of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would like to introduce you guys. Sorry <laughs> to meet this way. 13, 10, 16, what can you say in the bedroom and at a funeral both make perfect sense as a... <laughs> You're next. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Yes, I am. <laughs> Bridie in Deception Bay, what can you say in the bedroom and at a funeral? You'll be missed. You'll, mm. you'll be missed. Mm. Yeah. You'll be missed. Mm. Tash, what can you say in both scenarios? Thanks for coming. Yes, yeah. thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, you got to always thank everyone for coming, don't you? <laughs> Not the ones who don't, though. You don't thank them. No. You know. No, they didn't come. No, yeah. couldn't be bothered. Faraz and Underwood, you're rounding out the segment. What can you say in the bedroom and at a funeral? This stiff is going deep into that hole. Yeah. <laughs> mm, there you go. <laughs> what a, what a lovely love box. Laugh. What a lovely box that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> went all out on the box. Yeah, it did go all out. <laughs> 
Dav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, we've got a bit of a bit of an issue and it's not like, it's not a real bad issue, but I don't know if we need to lay down the rules. No. And it might be vice versa as well because next door to us um, have sold and we love the tenants there. Um, and the issue is we're sad about them going, but we know the person that's bought them, bought the house. Oh, right. Oh, so there's not new tenants going in. Some Someone's buying the house and they're going to be yes. there full time. Did and they buy it because you live next door and they want to be close? No, oh, okay. no, no, no. But they knew okay. that we lived there yeah. and they're like, hey, can you believe this? Mm. And here's the thing, right? Because I'm like, normally when you are next to neighbours, you, you d- then get to know them. Normally mm. you don't know the neighbours before they've even moved in. Yeah. And I'm at the thing where I'm like, do we need to lay down the rules of what time is quiet time? <laughs> Because normally you wouldn't with a neighbour, would you? Well, uh, and, and I'm really, no. I'm really a bit worried because well, I, I yell a lot, <laughs> and I'm gonna have to tone it down because we like him, we know him, and because we've only done because he's a real estate, so we've actually, we, he is the one that sold us our house. Oh, oh. What? So we know him, we like him, we've stayed contact with him, we've but, stayed friends with him. Yeah. But I'm like, am I going to go home and Scotty's going to be having a beer? And I'll be like, no. Yes. And then I can't yes, be completely. my cranky self because they're two different people. Well, my the- at home screaming at the kids, <laughs> pretending I'm a good mum when I'm out. You know, there's two different two abbeys. Yeah. And the- you'll get to see the real abbey. Exactly. Yeah, and then I you'll get go you. and tell people. Yeah. Burn your house down. Nah. <laughs> 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 Like, wouldn't See, it be funny if you like you if you knew people that were going next door? You have. We did, remember? We're not next door, across, across the, road. the road. So it's a little bit. But when we, we were at a friend's house, we were struggling to find a place, and we were at a friend's place bitching about it. And they said, oh, the place across the road's um, for sale. And we went and had a look, and we ended up buying it. Oh, so you were the people who moved in across the road from your friends? Yeah. Oh, and did a... you ask them? Did they lay down the rule and say, hey, let's not go and see each other every night? Well, it was funny because, yeah, um, we did have a bit of a ground rules chat, but then the first day we were there, um, Scully left her keys at home and she needed to come in and use our bathroom. And she was like, this, um, this isn't what it's going to be like. Um, <laughs> this is a one-off. I'm so sorry, but I need to pee. I'm like, fine, whatever. But, yeah, it, it, it can be a pro and con. And But, see, we're not that close, so we can have fights they can't hear us and vice versa because they're across the road. It's not like you're right up in each other's grill. So that is a bit of a difference. The thing you've got an issue with here is you've either got you, you've got the choice where you can either be a better person and change what you know is bad behaviour. How long have you known me for, Matthew? Well, that's what I'm just saying. This, this is the moment, right? You, you're, so you're at a crossroads. I mean, like, not terrible, but you know yourself when you're like, seriously, get your shoes, and then you turn around and you go, oh, hey, mate, how you going? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's oh. just a different... Yeah. I mean, I I normally am like that anyway. The other neighbours will be going, could you not be polite because of us? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. uh, Our bathroom, if the windows are open, they're obviously frosted. If they're open, you can see the front door of our next door neighbours. And I've been in there having arguments with Eden saying, you're old enough to wipe your own bum. Why am I wiping your bum? Wipe your bum. And then I I look up. (laughs) I'm like... Hey, Luke, how are you, mate? What's going on? And I think there's going to be um, two... He's moving in with a friend of his. So there's going to be two younger guys, which, as you could imagine, Mm. Scotty's just going to be like, hey, guys, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have to, like, be... (laughs) Scotty, come home, please. Well, see, it's hard to, because neighbours, you are friends with them. Mm. But when they're... When you just start off as neighbours, there's always this unwritten rule where you're allowed to ignore each other a Mm. bit. You know, like, you pretend... That they're not there, but because you already have a friendship, it's like when you move in. Uh, when you used to live with a, a flatmate, like yeah. when you're just flatmates, but when you move in with a friend, it's different. You've got to interact a lot. You never, you never know. You're worried. You're worried about the the interactions where you know you're going to be too loud and stuff like that, and you're going to be embarrassed. But maybe. You reckon he's going to be worried? Maybe. Nah, he wouldn't because he's he told he's like I bought the house. We're going to be neighbours. Yeah. He's but excited. He's, he's thinking investment. It's the same as, you know, like you buy a good stock, but then you think, oh, they do bad stuff in the environment, but I'm going like, to make good money out of it here. You know, if you ever move house, we've always done this, where you go say to our neighbours, oh, my God, we're so sad that we're moving house. We are going to stay friends. Let's catch up. Never, do. never see never, them again. Never see them again. So that's what, that's no. what sort of friends you <laughs> <laughs> Never. No, it never, no. never happens. Because it's, it's a forced relationship. Any neighbour is a foot. You, you don't have a choice. He could be a neighbour from hell. He, he could, could park over no, your driveway. No, we do know him. You could be on a current affair by six six months from now. Oh, you, that'd be fun. I always want to dream of that yours, show. I know, That's yeah. true. That's a good point. He might dob you in. That maybe the fence is like a millimetre over his. You're gonna have to pull it all down. You guys are gonna be putting food colouring each other's pools. That's a thing. 
No, that's, I'm just thinking what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. People say I am the best boss. They go, God, we've never worked in a place like this before. You're hilarious. Now, this is going to be interesting. Our producer, Natalie, uh, you're, she's a bit of a walkover at times. Oh, she's not a, no, she's not a walkover. She's gorgeous. She's 23 years of age, but she did say... It's very obvious. She doesn't like confrontation. She's yeah. not a walkover, but she'll just say... Like, remember when I told her once I couldn't find my underwear at camping, and she was like, do, do, no, do you want mine? That's right. Scotty <laughs> Scotty didn't bring your bag to camping, and you said, oh, my God, I have no underwear. And she said, would you like the ones I've got on? And when I say walkover, Nat, by that, <laughs> we mean is that you love to please people, and if someone ever disagrees with you, you will never stand your ground. No, I'd honestly prefer to suffer in silence, to be honest. Hey, Nat, um, I, I actually, strange coincidence, but I, I don't have any underwear <laughs> today. Thank you, Stab. Also, it wasn't my underwear that I had on at that <laughs> moment. It was oh. spare underwear I had in my bag. Oh, Thank okay. You. okay, then. Okay. Regardless, we'll we that. thought, wouldn't it be interesting if you could be good at confrontation? Because some people do it better than others. Yeah. And some people do it so badly that it's actually just angry as well. There is a difference. So how do you do it effectively? Uh, Pat Stanley from Pat Stanley Training. Pat, can you teach people how to be good at confrontation? Um, I can teach them to be more confident at it, and I think that's the backbone to that, is, is getting up the, the courage and the confidence to actually, you know, go ahead and, and say something about it. Confrontation, it, it sounds bad to say, you know, go head on at the confrontation, but people sometimes see things like asking for a pay rise as addressing, you know, is a confrontational situation, mm. because if someone says no, then you go, okay, so you can actually teach people how to go confidently to their boss and say, I'm worth more money. Well, I, I, again, it, this takes, um, and I always say to people, why don't you research it first and and write some notes down so that you're prepared when you're in, in that particular interview. Mm-hmm. So I, I say, do your research on your job and point out your worth to the business because um, you've got to answer the questions that the boss is actually thinking when you're in that particular interview. You know, tell them what you've done to warrant a pay rise, preferably going beyond expectations, of course. Mm. Um, have notes with you so that you're not put off because they will try and put you off. Know how much you want uh, mm. before you go in there. Uh, but always start higher, then you can always come down. Mm-hmm. Ask for what you want without fear because you've got nothing to lose. They can only say no. Now, uh, <clears throat> you've been yeah, doing this for 18 years. Um, yeah. Have you seen people getting less and less confident uh, in that time, I'm specifically thinking like in face-to-face scenarios because people aren't picking up the phone anymore. They're, they're using the internet. They're not going face-to-face. They're using the internet. Do you think one-on-one situations people are less able to do? Yes, I do because um, people are becoming more insular. They're very, um, you know, with the younger generation, with all due respect, um, their mode of communication isn't the same as what maybe mine is. Mine's, my pre- preferable um, communication style is definitely face-to-face. So I, I don't think you can gain confidence by doing it on the internet. I think you, you, you gain confidence by having those interactions face-to-face with the people that maybe you are in, uh, you know, in different points of view from. Pat, one of my friends pulled me up on me saying no to a request to do something, and I think it was even just social, and she said, they don't need your backstory, just say I'm not available. But I always, I guess, feel guilty um, saying it. How do you say... So you say no, and then you give an excuse oh, as Oh, I'm to really why. sorry, the kids were probably like a little bit too full on then, and then I have to go, and I give them a big thing about it rather than just saying no, because I guess there is that guilt. How do you confidently... De- decline something. Well, look, the, the, all the books that you read says that you are able, you can say no without any explanation, but that to me is very abrupt and, and I don't think relationships would thrive from that. Um, but I do say to people, look, you know, um, listen to the request so that you, the other person knows that you're really actually taking it in mm. and then consider whether you are going to do it or not. And if it's a definite no, you can say sorry once and, and then give your reason. Um, over-apologising is a passive trait. People will see that as a weakness, you know, and what they do when they're trying to get you to do something, they're quite persuasive. 
And that's the big thing is, you know, how do you deal with the persuasiveness of other people? Mm. Yeah, because they can always, you know, if you go like, oh, I can't do it that date because I've got something on. They go, well, we'll, we'll move what it to date? the next day for yeah. you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you can obviously be too confrontational as well. Yes, you can. And how do, how do you realise if you are a if you're over-confrontational? Well, I guess, um, look, I'm in my training, I teach them a little bit of emotional intelligence, and that's understanding, really, um, your own uh, feelings and triggers and that. So I guess getting a little bit better with that. And, uh, and also telling yourself, is this the right time to say what I'm going to be saying? Um, because uh, we do tend to come from our own point of view and we tend to, our fears come up and that's where we do, we start to attack. So it's actually having those conversations when you're in the right frame of mind is the key to that. Mm. Is there a tip you can give people when they're having that conversation? It might not be going how they planned, they've got everything written down, they can feel their face is going red, they're starting to, to stutter and they're just panicked about it. Is there a tip you can give to sort of reclaim your confidence instantly then? Uh, again, that's emotional intelligence, is to be able to go within yourself and think, hmm, uh, I'm getting embarrassed here, I'm getting that. So, you know, self-talk comes into it, let's calm ourselves down. And if you start to practice that, you will get really uh, good at that. So self-talk is a lot to do with how we're reacting. Uh, and you can also, um, your self-talk actually denotes what your body language is doing, too. Well, there you go. Get confident. Be happy to say no and back yourself in. Yep, get confident, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what Pat said. No, that's what she's saying. She's saying. So, Nat. Uh, I, okay, I feel more confident, but I will not be giving you my underwear this time, Abby. Hey, there you Abby, go. Yay. It worked, Pat. Oh, dear. If anyone's just tuned in. We aren't going to explain that. Thanks, Pat. Uh, Thank you. That is Pat Stanley. She is the creator and CEO of Pat Stanley Training. We're talking there about how to uh, be confident with confrontation in the workplace. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Last week, we finally had our friends reunion. The world's favourite friends are reuniting on our screens. And heard the laugh that shaped the 90s. <laughs> yep, that's Janice. Yeah, Chandler's annoying girlfriend. Yeah, she was played by Maggie Wheeler and she joins us. Stab Abby and Matt right now. Oh my God. Well, good morning, Maggie. Good morning to you. You you have such an iconic um, character, and I think for so many years you had to prove that you didn't sound like her. Can you just can you just prove that it is you though by giving us an oh my god? Well, we'll just well, let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's really me, and sometimes I sound like this, and sometimes I sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get tired of it? Does it does it bother you, or are you happy that it's your? Yeah, I love. Her. She lives in me. I'm happy to bring her back uh, anytime. Well, the, the wonderful thing is um, the laugh was something that you invented as well. So that must tell us how that happened. And you must be so proud that it was your idea that the whole world knows this character because of it. Isn't it crazy? You know, I mean, really, it was just it was a little bit of self-preservation because that first episode that I shot, you know, I was a little nervous. You always, you know, you want to be great. You want the director to like you and you want everybody to be happy. And uh, and I just the minute I met Matthew Perry, I thought, oh, I'm in trouble. Like, this guy is so funny. What am I going to do if he, he cracks me up? I, if I lose it, you know, I just, I mean, of course, now you see the endless blooper reels and there's nothing more fantastic than seeing people lose it on that set. Yeah. But, you know, I was brand new there. And so I thought, okay, this character has to be able to laugh so that I can get out of it if he makes me laugh, which he did many times. And so, you know, he handed, he handed me the, the cappuccino, whatever it was. And before I even got it to my mouth, he said, do you want another one? And I just went... <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't finished this one yet. And uh, and that's how it happened. <laughs> and then he hit you in the eye. Oh, so many memories. <laughs> uh, we all watched the, the reunion. i I got to say, these guys will back me up. I got very emotional. And I wasn't prepared for how emotional I was going to get when I watched it. But it, it brought back so much joy and so much... Like, the times we spent with these characters, it was amazing. I cried a number of times, and I, I was really crying at the end. It's very emotional. 
because you would have known that you were a part of something that was so popular back then, but I guess time has passed and it's still lasted the distance and even got new fans, and it will again, I guess, for people um, watching it. Was it nice for everyone to get back together? Did you manage when you are recording it to maybe go out after or have a few drinks and really reconnect? You know, uh, we had a chance after it was all done to go back to the stage and spend a little bit of time with each other down there and take some pictures and catch up and meet, you know, some some folks had their kids there. I got to meet some, you know, some of the next generation. Uh, and, and it was just, it was fantastic. When I was done doing my little bit, I went out into the audience and I had a chance to sit with Marta and David and and uh, and just reconnect and Kevin and and Jimmy Burroughs just reconnect with everybody. It was fantastic. Now, is it true that it was kind of um, a bit of fate involved with you ending up on the show? You got sacked from the Ellen DeGeneres show, the the sitcom. They they sacked you, and then you got this it's... part. What did you? I mean, first of all, what did you do wrong? Did you steal something from <laughs> Ellen, or what, what happened there? You no, know, that, that's a that's a that's a long story. We may not have time for today, but I will say that you know the creators of that show wrote that pe- that 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 part for me on that Ellen on the first season of Ellen. And then there was a lot of other stuff that was going on, political stuff that happens in television sometimes. I was the first to get booted, but not the last mm. to get booted, and uh, <laughs> and and it was really devastating. I mean, I just thought, Jesus, this is not what you want to have happen. And 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 everyone knew that Ellen show was going to be a great success. She's a genius. Uh, so I was sort of licking my wounds when the Friends thing came about, mm. and I saw that audition. And honestly, having kind of, I, I think I refer to it sometimes as having fallen out of a plane without a parachute. <laughs> I survived being fired from the Ellen show. I wasn't sure I would survive, mm. but I did. And so when that audition came, I kind of felt very free to just do whatever I wanted to do. And I just walked in there, and I brought Janice in the room, and that's what happened. So good. I, I need your help to answer this question oh, because God. we have spoken to a few people that's worked on the Friends show, and I okay. remember reading an article about Jennifer Aniston would make the same salad. She had designed this salad that all the girls um, would eat on set, and it was like turkey bacon. Is that true? I remember a salad. Is the, almost the, all I can tell you is I do remember a salad. I know what it looked like in the bowl. I saw her eat it. Um, I never ate it, so I can't tell you what was in it. Okay, so <laughs> this was is two, the because the other ones ate it as well. We're, so we're getting closer though. There was a salad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was so definitely annoying. a salad. <laughs> but this is the thing. This is what everyone's saying to us. Everyone's telling us that there was a salad, but Abby is chasing the recipe. I want to eat it. I wanna want to make it for us it. three here, <laughs> and I can't find who the catering company is. Do you remember who the catering catering company was because we will ring them because we need her to stop asking this question i don't know i I, i'm struggling to remember whether it came from the from the caterer on the set or it came from a restaurant la scala i don't know Mm. i'm guessing hang on did you say la La scala was that a restaurant that you guys used to buy from Sometimes. All right, we can look at right, that. We can ask that, but I believe that she asked the catering company to make it. I mean, I don't want you. I mean, can, if you call the director and say, "Hey, great reunion," um, all Here's over the, the world. Deal, Abby, the next time I talk to Jennifer, I'm going to find out what was in the salad, and I will get back to you. Thank you. Never I'm been asked you that before. This. Have you, Maggie? <laughs> I love a brand new question. How would you work that in? So you're chatting about like old times. Because she was the first to get up and give you a big hug when you came yeah. on to the reunion show so we knew each other before the show and i i love her and we have a, a beautiful friendship and connection so it was great to see her again there was rumors that her and david schwimmer they said that in the reunion that they were in their words crushing hard on each other but they were always dating someone at the same time at some point we were both crushing hard on each other but it was like two ships passing because w- one of us was always in a relationship so and we never crossed that boundary i remember th- saying one time to david it's going to be such a bummer if the first time you and i actually kiss is going to be on national television sure enough we're wondering if that was a bit of a beat up because I don't know any man in the world who, if you were getting a vibe from Jennifer Aniston, you wouldn't you wouldn't act on it. You know, here's the deal. It's true. What they told you is true. But, you know, the stakes are very high when you're on a show that is rocketing to the moon. Mm. You know, even, even any red-blooded man 
might have to stop and think of the potential consequences for crossing that line if things didn't go go well yeah, because the there was a lot at stake. Mm. That's a good point, I suppose, because you do. I guess it is a workplace still. You know, we forget that that it's mm. your workplace as actors, and you do have to think of the politics that could follow with it. Uh, I, I, I'm sure it was. A, I, I see. I'm sure it was, and I seem to remember that it was a difficult decision to make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta say, I fell in a bit of a wormhole um, looking at your career. You have done some amazing things, and even before um, uh, you were Janice on Friends, you were on X Files, one of my favourite shows, uh, Doogie Howser, and uh, Seinfeld. And so you've, you've, I've grown up with you. <laughs> I love that. I thought you were going to ask about um, Parent Trap. Mm. You didn't. You yeah. didn't need to watch that. That yeah. was that was that was well, great. Yeah. yeah. How was it working with Lindsay Lohan? Because she, back then, she was just such a sweet, innocent girl. Yeah. You know what? It was really the beginning of Lindsay Lohan's career. She was uh, there was a lot of pressure on her. She was playing, you know, two yeah. two people one movie um, and she was really professional and a really hard worker and, and and incredibly talented, which everybody knew and saw. You know, Hollywood can be cruel, especially to young humans mm. uh and so i know that she you know she's been through it over the years i think i just read that she's about to come out in something new i had a great time working on that movie my first child turned two uh up in lake arrowhead where we were, were living for a month and something uh shooting all those camp scenes and we had a hilarious time <laughs> well see you you've had a, a great career very successful career you must when you work on things and you see young actors and actresses coming through it, it, do you feel like you have to sit them down and let them know about, as you said, Hollywood? I talk a lot to young actors who are still in school. People, you know, some, some, sometimes people request me to come and as a speaker, you know, for, for kids who are graduating from conservatories. And, you know, at that point, I do impart all the wisdom that I can muster. You know, I, I, I'm no, no one's calling me for, you know, to come show up on a set and talk to kids who are, you know, who are in the fame, in the fame machine. Yeah. Uh, you know, all yeah. I, can do is pray for their for their survival, but uh, you know it. It really just depends on how rooted you are and how much you know yourself, and you know what kind of support system you have. I think to get through it. Your daughter is um big on TikTok and creating a lot of your like famous scenes. Do you give her feedback? I mean, she must have seen the whole episodes of Friends as well. I do not give her feedback. I have two daughters. That's my younger daughter. Um, and and uh, yeah, she's she she. What did you do during the pandemic? She started doing stuff on TikTok because she was bored and she was trapped uh, in, in her room at our house for several months before going back to college. Um, she was in Italy when the, when the shutdown happened. Mm. So, you know, <laughs> she had to find something to do and TikTok happened. Um, so, no, I give her no advice and I also don't follow her on TikTok. There are certain boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he does show me things from time to time. Yeah, I think that's always a good move for the parents not to follow their children on social media, you know? It's kind of like when they go off to a party, all you want to know is that they got home safe. Mm. You don't want to know too much of what happened at said party, right? Exactly. Well, look, I, my, we got our kids all the way through high school. Those years are treacherous, um, and I have great faith in my kids. They're they're phenomenal people. So, um, yeah, so I trust her uh, implicitly, and I know she's out there having a good time. And, you know, whenever there's a Friends-related thing that kind of takes off overnight, she, she sends it to me and shows it to me. I don't follow my a- mum for exactly yeah. the same reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I follow her. I recommend you don't. Uh, hey, uh, look, it is so great to be talking to people like yourself, Maggie. Um, get on to Binge. Uh, check out all 10 seasons, which are now streaming, plus the Friends reunion, which you are on. Great to talk to you this morning. Thank you so much for your time. So much fun talking to you today. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Box is worth $10,000 every day when we play. Here are two answers for tomorrow's game. Selena Gomez and spaghetti. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Live together. Work together. Could we do it? We are all uh, married, so we live in our own houses with our family. But we were talking, and we have quite frequently, about when we used to live with flatmates. And you've yeah. all got those stories of it. And I I just go, I thought they were the best times, and I enjoyed most of it, but I just could never do it again. Because once I've lived with Scotty... Mm. I enjoy that so much because you can be honest with each other and yell at each other. But when you're living with flatmates, it's always a fight over who has what shelf in the fridge, 
who's going to do the dishes. Got to be respectful. Stealing the food, mm. people not putting in for their bills, not covering the rent. Like, was that just my place that I lived in? I think I've just realised mm. it would be harder for a wife to go back to a flatting situation than a guy because you've always still done it. Because <laughs> we live, we we don't like we live with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we live in your house. Yeah, so, so I, the fridge is how you want it. Yep. Yeah, the food is how. But, I, but that's what I'm it. saying. Like for us, we'd just be going back into to mingling. But for you, you'd have to find someone who would live under your rule again. Which is why I've got you two. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that us three could all live together as as rubies? I think me Not and Maddie rubies, could. Let's go so you don't think yeah, I could? I think we'd be all right. I reckon you would have been a lazy flatmate. No, exact opposite. Really? I was the ship-shaped captain of the crew. Okay, in a in a good way, though, of the fact that you made sure there was always food in the house or in the way that if anyone left a cup out, you would go off about it? And... No, 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 just in the, yeah. Let's, let's... So you'd clean it all? Mm-hmm. I, I love cleaning. Well, this oh, is that's good. That's great. Yeah. Well, I like that. It sounds good to me. Wait a sec. I realise what I'm doing. No, you... no, no. Congratulations. I was awful. <laughs> Because that's the other thing. I always found it interesting when you have flatmates and they'd, you know, they'd first move in and they'd be cleaning everything all the time because mm. they want to impress. But then after a little while, they get annoyed about it. And you'd be like, well, you start as you intend to continue. If you come in and you clean everything, who are we to stop you? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. There was one house that I lived in with another girl and a guy and I had the the small room and it was the worst room it was at the front entrance of a little town like a townhouse yeah. and he had the big room because he paid more rent mm. and with, the en suite, with the ensuite you pay extra to get yeah. the ensuite and he yeah. met a girl on the first night that we went out and I was like this is not going to work because the ceiling oh no and <laughs> Was so paper thin, mm. and the whole night I was like, "Oh my god!" <clears> they're gonna goodness. fall through. They're gonna fall yeah. through. They're gonna fall yeah. through. And that's how it continued for the whole time. <sighs> Same girl? No. Oh, multiple girls. Mm. Well, we are gonna try this. This is at the moment. It's just an idea. Yeah. The idea is we're thinking we know that we'll never have flatmates again unless we, we get divorced. Yeah. Um, which is a, is a possibility, mm. but we'll do our best to make sure we don't get to that. Mm. So we're gonna recreate it. Stab Abby and I. We are going to live together as flatmates in a few weeks' time. Mm. We've decided we're going to spend a week together living as flatmates. We're going to try and do it as organically as it used to be, where there'll be a fridge, a toaster that only one side works. Some paper mate. plates. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, paper plates. Yeah, so we didn't have to do the washing up. Oh, my God, you're that sort of guy. That's actually a solid move. Yeah, no. it's good, huh? Really? Yeah. What did you do for cutlery? You used proper cutlery? Plastic. Oh, no, you know I can't do that for the environment. You're in trouble. Oh, you always let that one hippie move in, don't you? You know, think right? it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Next thing, you're this hairy armpitted woman mm-hmm. taking all your plastic cutlery. Put <laughs> 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 oh, that hair in. God, it's like you were there. Yeah. Uh. So this is what we want to know first up, though, before we... Like, we're about 85% on the idea. Mm. Well, yeah, I'm a little concerned. What about? Well, leaving my family to live with you guys. And what happens if, like, you know when you move in with friends and mm. you're like, oh, my God, we're such good friends, nothing's going to happen. Mm. But if we have a fight, we still have to work with each other the next day. That does make it tough. Mm. So you're going to have to watch yourself. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. you, you need to be, leave it at the door, buddy. You have buddy. to be your best you. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you, Maddie. Stab will just be passive-aggressive. It'll be fine. We won't even notice he's angry. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> 13, 10, 16. Because oh. the other thing is, this time around as flatmates, we have children. So it's not like we're still the, we're the same people we are every single day, mm. but it's just we're going to try and live in a flatmate situation. It's not like all of those responsibilities disappear. Because no. otherwise that would just be fun. Exactly. It would just be on it for a week long. <laughs> Hello? It'd be like schoolies. We'd be calling it schoolies. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Idea change, everyone. Bebet. Bebet. <laughs> We want to know, have you uh, had to go back to flatmates? Have you been married or in a very long-term relationship and then, like, later as an adult, you've had to completely 180 back and have flatmates? Well, there's people that have lived by themselves and then all of a sudden they have a bit more financial difficulties so Mm -hmm. they get someone to move in even to their house. That would be hard. Because that's the thing. I imagine being married for, like, 10 years or whatever, it's not as... You can't really afford to just go and live on your own. No. You would have to go back to that situation. All right, Olivia and Bracket Ridge, but you had to go back to being a housemate. 
Don't do it, guys. Oh. Just don't do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I decided I want to buy another property next year, and I decided I'm going to rent out a room so that I could afford to buy another property. Mm-hmm. Let's just say the rent's not being paid on time. Mm. Um, uh, we will buy alcohol but then take cigarettes. And I actually got to a point where last night and this morning I told said flatmate that they need to leave. All right. Oh, okay. it's been that bad. <laughs> It has been. So it is disastrous. I've never lived with anyone besides a partner or my kids, mm. and I won't be doing it again. Were they a friend or someone you just a no. randomly found? No. So this was a random that I found. So I advertised the room for rent, mm-hmm. um, and I think you really need to vet them like you need to vet a relationship yeah. because, um, <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely the worst decision that I have made. I'd like to make the stipulation now, Abby, that you cannot it goes out. But if there's two <laughs> against one and they decide that that one is going... Then <laughs> we're just doing Big Brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah, that was also annoying too. Remember you'd have a flatmate and he'd be like, oh, I'm short on cash. Mm. And you'd be like, I'll spot you, pay me back. And then they'd go on a bender. Mm. Our landlord was lived out the front and we hadn't paid our rent. So we had to try and sneak out to work. So you wouldn't run into them? Without seeing Gosh. them. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. 13-10-60, have you had to go back to flatting? You've been living with a partner. Maybe you you lived in your own house. You bought a house. Things didn't work out, and then you've had to go back to flatting. Is it good or bad? Julian in Forest Lake, how was it for you? Uh, It's pretty hard, mate, yeah. It's like 15 years married, getting divorced and find a a share house, and they're just messy and... Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I can't <laughs> yeah. afford a house by myself. Mm. Oh, that's... And, Julian, yeah. you would have, like... I don't know, back in the days when you were flatmating the first time, you wouldn't have cared about all these things, but now you probably had this higher standard of living where you it's want everything exactly, to be Exactly, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Mm. <laughs> and so, looking for flatmates, because you said you were married for 15 years, are you, do you get stuck where you have to live with younger people, or can you? is it easy to find people in your similar um, situation? I just sort of found someone on, on Facebook and there's a couple of, one older person and one younger person, mm. you know, and they just got to deal with what I've got at the moment until I find something I can afford. Mm. Yeah. They're saying that, yeah. on a lot of the stats are saying that um, people that are renting would be in their 20s and then it's jumped forward that a lot of people in their 50s are doing it. Right. Yeah. As well, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just hard. You can't afford rent by yourself, so no. you've got to try and... Have you got something. you got kids as well? Yeah, I've got, I got two kids and I have them every second weekend. So when I have them, I just sort of go out for the day and, you know. Yeah, that gets can't really, tough. Can't really play, and play in the house there and stuff like that, doesn't, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, good on you, man. Hard. Thanks for going. And that's really the thing. Hard. You do, you do realise that, especially after a marriage breakup, finances change. And, mm. and, you know, especially here in Queensland, house prices are getting out of control. Yeah. Uh, Laura in Wellington Point, you've had to go back to being a housemate. I have, yes. How mm. was it? Um, well, it was interesting because I ended up marrying one of my housemates. Oh, uh, classic. I, I moved classic. in with. Wow. <laughs> After a um, divorce, mm-hmm. I decided to move in with two guys. And funny enough, at the time, I thought, oh, there was an older guy and a younger guy. No problem. But now, eight years later, two, three kids. Wow. That's what happens. Which one? housemate. Which one did you choose, the younger or older? Of course, the younger one. <laughs> that was the older one. Oh, oh there right. you go. Right. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? How long... <laughs> How long were you living with each other yeah. before you hooked up, Laura? Um... Four months, maybe? Four, Four months? months. Yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. and so how long did you keep close, it secret? Close quarters, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, it... I, think it, <laughs> I think it was like two weeks. I think the other, um, our housemate was a bit dodgy on us, I think. Yeah, right. Mm, yeah. And would you do the hookup yeah. and then he would go back into his room, like all that sort of... Yeah, it was, it was, it was actually really <laughs> awkward that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the sun's coming up. Get out, get out. <laughs> that's right, yep. Separate uh, bedrooms, yeah. All right, there we go. Well, wow. maybe we'll only need a two-bedroom unit. Mm. We'll be fine with that, Laura. <laughs> it's, like a dating, it's like a dating loophole, really. Yeah, mm. all right. <laughs> all right, we're going to give it a crack. We're going to give it a crack, guys. We still Where can? Where are we go? What house? Oh, well, we've got to find one, yeah. Go, can you log on to realestate.com? Yeah, you're good at that. Yeah, that's yeah. up to you. What yeah. area would we like, guys? Yeah. <laughs> you organise it and we'll okay. just give you the cash. 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Now we're going to put our hand up here mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to say May has been absolute madness. Mayhem. May, mayhem. Yeah, no, I, I have to apologise. I've really taken it on board. For someone who was like, I don't want to celebrate my birthday, then I was like, party, party, party. So, yeah. no, May's been a bit ridiculous. So, it's, I'm it's, hanging on. It's been wild. <laughs> it's been a wild month, right? Mm. And you know me as well. I'm not accustomed to a party. Mm. I'm a bit of a wimp these days. But once you got the taste, right? Oh, that's once you get the taste, you're into it. The um, Moe Ball at Gambaro's, their charity ball was on Friday, and it was the biggest night I think I've had in a very, very long time. We were very charitable. Um, it was, because I think everyone was just really excited to party again, because it was mm. cancelled last year, yes. mm-hmm. and everyone was very grateful that we weren't Victoria, we could still go out, yeah, yeah, you yeah. do your QR code, and you're like, yes, we're Yay. good to go. Yes. But everyone was it was ready. It was the best, it was the best one yet. And um, Dad was out. And I think Dad, Dad nudged it a bit too hard, and I always encourage people to be responsible. And my little daughter, Eden Grace, she's such a beautiful little thing, but usually doesn't really want much to do with me. No, she's a mama's girl, isn't she? She's all about mum, mm. like to the point where in the night, if the dummy falls out of her mouth and I'm already up because I'm getting ready for work or whatever, I will put the dummy back in and she's happy. She'll open one eye, see that it's me. <laughs> Spit it back out and go, not you, mummy. Wow. So I'm even thinking about investing in an Esther mask <laughs> so I can just wear that so <laughs> Esther can sleep for once, you know? <laughs> I'm sure I can use it for other, other things, things too. Other things as well. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's not break that yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, no. But the only time that Eden wants anything to do with me, and it's like she just can smell it in me, she probably can, is when I'm hungover. Mm. The only time she ever wants my attention So I'm laying on the couch on Saturday after having been to soccer in the morning, putting on a brave face. Mm. Esther and I ate hot chips at 9 o'clock in the morning. Get home. She climbs up on me. She's like, Daddy, can we make bath bombs? (laughs) And that's the thing that we do together. Mm. That's our thing where we make bath bombs. And I was like, can we do it tomorrow? She's like, (laughs) no. I said, do you want some ice cream? She said, no, I want to make bath bombs. But you have your iPad and you just do whatever you want to do. But Why do they do that? I think like, it's like cats. You know how cats always... Uh, go to the like, person that hates them. That hates them. Mm. And it's, I don't know. It's like this it's sense. It's a sixth sense. It's or a sixth sense. Or are you just less tolerable? I don't know, but it always does seem like that. The, and that, like I said, she wants nothing to do with me until I'm hungover. It's almost like... Mm. So if you I've, want the attention, yeah, 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 you just yeah. pretend next yeah. time. Yes. <laughs> I feel like if I want my daughter to enjoy my company, I just need to get hungover. Mm-hmm. I need to be in a just point pretend, where... because June, uh, remember, we're having off. That's right. Mm. But so there I was on Saturday making bath bombs, mixing it all up. Could be worse. Because at least, you know, if it was like cooking or some, something, you know, like you couldn't face yeah. to do, like if it would made you sick. If we had a, like, you a know. group text message of us all at kids sports. My favourite was your wife standing there just with a bowl of Gatorade and a packet of hot chips just going, what am I doing? <laughs> you do feel judged as well, don't you? By you them? Well, I was judging oh, myself. No. Yeah, by the, mm. by the children. No, just by everyone. You know, you see the parents look, because it's hard to hide when you've got the Gatorade at that time of the morning, mm-hmm. you know, when they mm-hmm. see it under your just arm. Just went for a run, just hydrating. Yeah. <laughs> but they can see one run of the... to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count? So I've decided I'm going to stop pretending to be 20. Right. Yeah, no, no, right? we've done. No you... more pretending to be 20. I want to try these bath bombs, by the way. Uh, I've brought some in for you guys before, remember? Mm, they were great. It was Very a, tasty. quite a while ago, yeah. <laughs> Did you eat them? <laughs> Did you? They look delicious. Well, I think they, they would be edible. No, they no, wouldn't. They wouldn't. Yes, they would. It's bi- bicarb soda. No, yeah. no, bicarb soda. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of coconut oil, mm. food colouring. Completely natural, 100% organic. So there you go. You can eat your bath bombs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should put vanilla essence in them. Wouldn't they fizz up in your stomach? When you start frothing at the Are mouth sure like a rabbit dog? Are you insisted on doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was all her. It was her, I promise. I promise. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. We share a lot of stuff here uh, during uh, during talk breaks, you know, in the studio. Mm-hmm. Maybe when the songs are on, we have a bit of a chat. And you know that, like, last month it was all about party, but June's all about health. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I booked in for tomorrow to get, like, this massage, but I love all this stuff. Like, I, you know I love my acupuncture and my... Quacky things. No, they're <laughs> quacky, like a chiropractor and all that. But this one is an 
abdomen massage. Mm. And I was explaining it, and Mr. over there goes, sounds like you're already getting ripped off. Mm. I was like, no, it seems good. But then I've just read up about bed about it, right? And after they've advised, some emotions may arise. So uh. you might want to journal after oh my God. to release mm. the emotions. <laughs> What's the happy ending of an abdominal massage, I wonder? <laughs> well, that's, that's, oh. there it is. Things are going to arise. Yeah. yeah. So I might want to just journal it. Or I could just bring it to you guys. <laughs> can you probably do both. Can you get anything back on your health insurance? No. Well, no. That's, that's always a way to tell. <laughs> no, I, even I'm aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Imagine yeah. if I went to Medicare. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my journal. <laughs> i got my little journal. A lot of things arose. Thanks. But no thanks. Ethan uh, has his license now, which is excellent. Got someone to drive us around if we need, for whatever reason. <laughs> I think you know why. Yesterday, though, he uh, thought it was time he had to clean his car, and he hadn't done it for so long. It was, it was a car on the side of the road that I was expecting. He'd let it get so dirty. One day, I thought it was going to have a police aware oh, sticker on stickers, it. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, but. <laughs> I realise with teenage boys, you have to teach them everything. Absolutely everything. He started cleaning the car, and I was out in the yard doing stuff, and I came back about 20 minutes later, and he was still doing the pre-soak on it. You know, you wet the car. Yeah, 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 just do it real quick then. Yeah, yeah. What he was doing is he was trying to spray off with a hose every little blemish (laughs) on the car. I said, mate, that is what the sponge is for. What are you doing that? He goes, oh, if I get them all off, then I'm just sort of like just wiping it down yeah. after. So my thanks, but no thanks, is to myself, because I've never taught him mm-hmm. how to wash a car. Well, you never made him as a kid. Well, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. So I'm an idiot. Mm. All I did was wash my own car. Yeah. And then effectively washed his car yesterday when I showed <laughs> him how to wash the it. car. Mm-hmm. Thanks for no thanks. <laughs> Fear of dread you get when you realise something. Picked Rory up from school on Friday. Got out. Haven't touched the car since, actually. Realised at about 8 o'clock this morning, that her school bag is still in my car. With her school hat. And the lunchbox that was old. And the old lunchbox. Thank you for reminding that, too. Thank you, Strange. No hat, no play. That's bad. They have spares, but we're in trouble more with Pat, your wife. So i got to go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Oh, the walk of shame to the office as well, yeah. too, when you drop it off. Yeah. Uh. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.